hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Howdy and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. This week I'm talking to someone about blogs and gardening. And no, it is not just for the gardeners out there. It's for anyone who, well, feels the chaos of uh, the current times and needs to get back into into nature, but also somebody who might be thinking of starting a blog or something like that. So let me tell you about her. Emma McNellis is the owner of Red Dirt Road Creative. She has been a media journalist, photographer and marketing specialist for the last 21 years and has worked in media roles, corporate roles and freelance roles in the UK, Ireland and Australia for medium to large scale companies. She has written copy for many businesses and organisations in the areas of education, philanthropy, travel, health and wellness and horticulture. As a result of beginning and writing her lifestyle blog, Red Dirt Road Blog, She has had the chance to work on some amazing writing and media projects and has been able to connect with many in the horticultural industry and undertake professional development in horticulture. Ema has written regular magazine features for Gippsland Country Life magazine and has travelled to exciting emerging and prominent horticultural gardens throughout Gippsland, Victoria and Melbourne, as well as Ireland and the UK. Ema hosts workshops in cooking, gardening and blogging and has spent many hours volunteering at her local community garden. She's currently enjoying her home-based life with a family, enjoying the new challenge of homeschooling, while also indulging in more creative writing and in the planning stages of writing her first book. She lives close to Melbourne in the Gippsland Streslecki Ranges with her family, where they grow yummy food in the glorious red volcanic soil. Welcome, Ema. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you, Karen? I'm fantastic. I'm so happy to have you on today because, you know, you there's a lot of people wanting to start things, you know, and they sort of, I guess, scared of starting small, you know, like they yeah. um, there's so many people out there pretending to be overnight successes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I think you I've watched you develop your blog and your, you know, your Red Dirt Road blog and every and your just the whole website and your handmade soaps and all the stuff that you're doing is fantastic. You know, and it started just from something small. And I want that to be a real inspiration to people, you know, to just start yeah. doing something. But I love what you're doing. And yeah, just what you're saying about starting small. I think maybe one of the things about, you know, the internet and social media and stuff like that is people tend to see things once people have been a success and things are huge and a lot bigger. And it's the accumulation of all the small steps, I think, um, that's important. And it's okay to not be perfect and um, have failures and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's... Um, like it's so lovely for inspiration 
um, to look at all these things online, but it's also, you know, a bit overwhelming for people as well. Yeah. 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 And I think you, you're right. And it's all the, the failures too. I mean, this is something we don't talk about. Nobody wants to admit any failures, but we all have them. You know, oh, yeah. we, you, there's nobody's perfect and we could never achieve anything if we didn't have setbacks and failures and challenges and, you know. But, yeah. Well, a failure is just a learning. You learn how to not do it right. <laughs> it is. It's just feedback. Well, <laughs> yeah. But we all have them, and I think it's you know the sooner we can become friends with Freddie failure, you know, the the, the sooner we can just live a much more relaxed life and uh, get on with things. But so tell us about you know you're from Ireland, so if anybody's uh, hearing the accent, it's a nice Irish accent, and don't make me do that because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> make a dick of myself but um you're not that bad so, actually heard much worse <laughs> i've been listening to too many jim owen jokes that's the problem <laughs> well so but you're from ireland and then you you know you you've made a beautiful home an earthy home you know now in in stress like in gippsland in australia and so did you I'm, I'm curious because I don't know whether Australia turned you into an earthy kind of person or did you bring that earthy person from Ireland and decide I'm going to put some Irish earth into Australia? <laughs> I'm doing it. I sound like a naughty leprechaun. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, yes. Well, I think that I brought earthy Ema from Ireland. I think I've always kind of had it in me and I think um, – I'm like a lot of gardeners who from a really young age, I was out in nature. I'm from the Midlands of Ireland where there's lots of mountains and waterfalls. And, um, you know, we have the Sleeve Blue Mountains, which are just a beautiful ecosystem and farmland and green rolling hills. So wow. um, really inspired me to move to where I live now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I grew up, um, my grandfather had an acre um, which he retired on and he was an avid gardener and I just remember growing strawberries and him letting me throw seeds and these are really early memories like from when I was three to five and just you know riding around on my tricycle and you know mucking yeah. around climbing a few square hay you know the, the hay bales and things like that with my sister and my brother and I just yeah so um and my parents always gardened as well so we moved to Australia when I was seven and um yeah we uh we had a big garden at our house too and my grand uh, my mother loved to grow uh roses and and food some food and things like that and my my dad was really an avid avid about his lawn actually which I, I'm not a fan of lawns but <laughs> he was a golfer so <laughs> oh, yeah, it, makes sense. it was all about the lawn but um yeah so and I did still have the influences I I knew my great I knew two of my great grandmothers as well as um all my grandparents and you know we were pretty close and um my grandparents had come over here for long stints and we'd go over there like we would go for a summer for three months and spend it with our cousins and things like that and um my dad's family is also from the Gale Toft in Ireland which is an Irish speaking area and his father was born in Glencolum Kill, which is the northwest of Ireland in Donegal. And it's just, it's a place of natural beauty. It's just stone and rock and sea and, wow, you know, it's just, you know, fishermen and sheep. <laughs> sheep yeah. that don't care about 
the fact that they're in the middle of the road and you want to drive along it. <laughs> so I kind of, I've had that, those influences, you know, throughout my life. But also then you like, I wanted to be a career woman and I wanted to travel and all that kind of thing. And you kind of forget it for a little bit, I guess. And um, you try and go and make your mark in the world when you're young, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah then I found myself, you know, falling in love with the local guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hadn't been feeling well for a while and I found out I had celiac disease and I was taking a lot of medication and I having you know some operations and things like that so um, my health was not good and um, we just happened that we were building our house um, here in West Gippsland and we stayed at a farm just up the road a family farm and they had the most amazing vegetable garden <laughs> and it was already established <laughs> well established so it's that I saw the success <laughs> and um <laughs> So it was great because I was, I, I went to a new a naturopath and I was on a special diet, but everything that was in the garden I could eat and mm. I could use that as inspiration. Um, I could just go out and grab carrots and silver beet and pumpkins or whatever it is. Um, they said I could, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah. it wasn't just like, they went off for quite a few months and they're like, just help yourself to the garden. It's all there anyway. It'll just go to waste if you don't. So, um, yeah, so that really is what kind of started to inspire me and then the weekend we moved into our house um which was just bare like it was an old spud field and there was we had to do all the work um it was the first thing we did we didn't have any fences or anything we just we slapped up two vegetable patches and that was where we began <laughs> oh so how long ago was that 10 years yeah, yeah. 10 and a half years ago now so <laughs> be a beautiful veggie patch by now <laughs> it really is there is about um 13 veggie patches like vegetable wow. growing areas 13 and we have I've just bought my 23rd fruit tree wow. <laughs> and every pretty much everything is edible we do have a couple of ornamental things but um and we do have uh, lots of edible shrubs as well as um trees and really the goal was to be just when I wake up in the morning, be surrounded by food. And I am yeah. on all four sides. Like it's not a massive block. It's a 900 square meter block. So it's like an average suburban site double block probably now because they're about 450 square meters now. Yeah. So think about a new house and then like, yeah, think about maybe two new houses. So that's how big it is. So it's a country block, but it's, um, it's definitely not like a massive farm or anything like that. It's about a third of an acre. And we've been able to fit an incredible amount of food on it and grow probably about 70% of our food that wow. we Wow. So that's really inspiring in itself because a lot of people like living in, in suburban or just living in townships, you know, in, in yeah. houses that are on blocks of land, um, you know, we'll say, oh, yeah, but I can only have a little veggie gun. I've got a few tomatoes, but that's all. But that's truly inspirational listening to you say that it's just a, well, it is a large house block, but it, it still is just a house block. And you've got 13 veggie patches. You know, that that's, and and 20, I think, 27, I think you said fruit trees or 23 yeah. fruit yeah. trees. That's massive. That's amazing. How do you keep the birds off them? Because I've got 
I'm sitting here looking at it. Um, six fruit trees. No, actually, one's a citrus, so the birds don't touch that. But oh, they strip them. The cockies yeah, just come yeah. in. And, you We're know, having a lot of problems with that more lately. Like when we first started our garden for quite a few years, they didn't know we were here. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and that was awesome. But now they know we're here. <laughs> yeah, they uh, just take them, don't they? Yeah, well, we kind of, we take the low-hanging fruit and we leave the higher fruit for them. We have an agreement. <laughs> we, we have an we have agreement too, and that is that they can take whatever the hell they want because they can't leave any low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, we do. I have to say we use... Um, uh, some bird nets really bird safe ones really fine mesh yeah um nets and we net a few the trees that are really super delicious and that we want and then there are actually some fruit trees where we think oh they can have that tree because <laughs> yeah. we have enough that we're able to do that and if like if there's a tree we really want that's really laden with fruit like every second year um you get a lot of fruit and then there's a year where you don't get that much yeah. So every second year we can kind of alternate and say, well, the cockies can have that one this year and we'll have yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, there are ways around it. But, and we do love like, oh, my God, we have, you know, the yellow-tailed black cockatoos we have. Yeah, yeah. But they don't actually touch any of our fruit trees because they want the natives, which are next door. So that's grand. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we have the cockatiels and the sulfur-crested and they're the ones who are, um, but you know they're kind of our friends, and <laughs> that's what I think too. <laughs> we just you got to live with nature. You can't. You, be, you do. You know. For so, anybody listening overseas, these are our parrots, our native parrots, and uh, they are so destructive. But they're part of our landscape, and they're part of everything we love. And you know, we, we you can't get by without them. They they even eat your house, so they chew away at your weatherboard house. But they're absolutely magnificent. When I was at Trafalgar, and I had um a, a, a vine, you know, grapevine hanging over a fence, and the king parrots used to come. I had two pairs of king parrots. Mm. They'd always have babies, you know, each season and or every second season. I don't know, but they're all babies, and they used to just eat all my grapes. But but. They were so beautiful. You know, I would much rather see the king parrots sitting amongst my uh, vines. That just, they're just incredible. So, so then you, you know, so you've got all this inspiration, right? You've got all your, I don't know how you've done it, but it's it's inspiring for me because I haven't even set up my little veggie garden yet out here. Um, it's you've got all these gardens and everything in, in such a small block. So. Yeah. At what point did you, so you're feeding yourself and it's helping your celiac disease and all this kind of stuff that you've got. At what point did you decide, oh, I'm going to, um, you know, write a blog and, uh, you know, start sharing this with other people because it's really grown, you know, you just started writing and now it's it's really, it's really fantastic. I guess the writing part, I'm a journalist, so... I'm always writing in books yeah. and whatnot. And um, I have always, even since I was 16, I've been writing creative stuff as well as, um, you know, stuff for businesses and companies. So I've always kind of had that in me. Um, when we started getting the big, like I said, we were on like a virgin block that hadn't, it hadn't been grown on in 40 years. So once we started um, knocking up the big infrastructure, like we, we were on the edge of a hill, so there was a lot of retaining walls and getting the initial veggie beds up and stuff like that. Um, once I was starting to get into the nitty gritty of starting to choose things and 
and look at um, how we were going to organize it and things like that. I just I thought I was learning so much along the way that I'd share it on my blog. And it was almost like it was a bit a lot for me. <laughs> I know that sounds selfish, but um, it was for me too to keep a record of it. And it was also to, you know, let friends and family overseas and uh, know about what I was getting up to as well and without having to you know message them all individually all the time yeah. and <laughs> stuff like that and um, I traveled all over and I also thought starting a blog would be good just to have a presence online I worked as a freelancer so I've always worked as a freelancer and um, it's a really good way to demonstrate by having a website that you know how to write copy for a website so yeah yeah and that was work that was really in demand a few years ago when I started the blog uh, so that they were kind of the two main reasons that I did it and to be honest it led to it's led to some amazing opportunities by having the blog there as well um, not just about the gardening but that's a big part of it but also um, business-wise as well so it's been quite yeah it's been really amazing like I I'm so glad that I did it yeah <laughs> Well, I bet other people are glad you did it too because it's great uh, information and and also your Instagram too. That's incredibly inspiring, you know, because all the pictures that you put on there, I don't know how what sort of camera you use and you just can probably tell me, oh, it's just an iPhone or a it Samsung. Or, <laughs> yeah, but the pictures you put on, everything seems... Um, rich you know it's almost like you just want to consume it like you've you've really got a knack for great photos and and just drawing you can almost taste your photos you can almost smell your photos I don't I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before no but thank you that's awesome I love that oh um, you've just got a knack fantastic yeah, I think it's part of it and a lot of it like there's no filter on my photos either um wow. a lot of it is the light like I just understand the block and understand where the light's hitting it and I think that's a gardening thing as well you understand where the light's coming from when you plant a garden and yeah so I understand the light and also like it's just really colorful up here like the grass is so green it's so lush we get a thousand mils of rain a year like it's yeah and I think that's part of it like it brings out such vivid colors in all your fruit and vegetables yeah yeah, yeah. so actually I can't take all of the credit like <laughs> nature <laughs> is, rain, rain gods have to take some <laughs> yeah rain rain yeah and we're really lucky we we are just really lucky that where we live is high rainfall yeah yeah, I think we underestimate the rain. When we moved up here, it was we had three years of drought, and yes. we it was oh god, you know I'd turn the corner to come past our house, and it was all brown. And I used to get really not not depressed, but real down, like oh yeah. god, there's just no life. There's just no life in this. And then we've had rain for about the last maybe ten months, lots and lots of rain. We've had floods and all sorts of stuff, but everything's come back to life. You know, the lemon tree started sprouting yeah. lemons. All these bulbs have started coming up everywhere. We've got daffodils everywhere that we didn't even know we had under the ground. I don't even know how they survived the drought. Um, but everything is just coming up. And like you say, the vivid colours, the lavender is just br brilliant purple, yeah. you know, just and, and, and our roses are just incredible. And 
So on your website, Red Dirt Road blog, it's not just a blog, like you've got other stuff on there as well. So tell us what else is on there because it's a real little bunch of goodie bags in there. It's it's heaps of good stuff. Tell us about all the other stuff. Okay, well, there is (laughs) stuff about, there's recipes, um, but there are recipes of how you can use your produce and interchange your your seasonal produce. So no matter what the season, you can make these things. And they're yeah. also gut friendly, tummy friendly, because I've had to find out how to, you know, eat like this. Um, also, there's garden travel and eco travel stories, because well, when I started the blog, um, I did a lot of travel writing. Uh, but now it's actually kind of more gardening, eco nature travel, because I've just kind of gravitated towards that. And that's what I like to do. And, and so I've, I've actually had great opportunities to be able to travel around and, and see a lot of eco travel and also gardens that haven't even opened to the public yet, but will be open in a few years and, you know, things like that. It's awesome. And uh, I also uh, do, so I've got, yeah, um, I've also got kind of health, well-being and also quarterly gardening updates and also about people doing interesting things locally as well, if it fits in. So, yeah, lots of, and I know, it's, it's you're told when you start a blog you should actually have a really definite niche, but it's a lifestyle blog and it's, you know, if you like nature and gardening, I think, and food. <laughs> Yeah, but your your evidence that you know you you're not really straying much out of a niche anyway. You know, like it's yeah. all it's all related, and your evidence that you know you can have you can have a few little nooks and crannies going on, and everybody follows it. You know, because you've got very dedicated followers. You know, and yeah. I, I think it's and and you're making homemade soaps and that sort of stuff. And you know, every time I see your soaps, I'm like, mm, how do you do that? And then I start to think I'll save me a little bit of soap, and then I think I will just throw it in the bin for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I get very lazy on that, but you do, you do great. So, you know, when you started, were you, did, did you, like when you first decided, I'm going to share my blog, I'm going to share this information. And you, you said you're doing it for selfish reasons. So part of the reason I do my podcast, I just want to interview great people, but you know, and other people get to enjoy it at the same time. But, but when you started it, did you sort of have any self-doubt when you started sharing it with the world and think, oh my God, people are going to read this and going to think, you know, who does she think she is writing a blog or you had had those kind of feelings? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think it's human <laughs> to feel this way. Um, I think it's that sign of the intelligent brain that, um, you know, it's giving you all the negativity to kind of convince you that, you know, you could get hurt, you, you know. Yeah. This, this might not be the best thing to do, but I had that need, that kind of like passion and need and thought it would help people, the information, and I, that was my driving force of getting it all, you know, um, up and started and, uh, yeah, creating a website um, to begin with. And, you know, it's actually changed quite a lot since the beginning as well. Mm. I started off um, doing a lot more broader travel um updates and thing, uh, things like that and it just kind of morphed into what I was doing and it it turned more into gardening and mm. it's kind of uh, listening to people that uh, read the website and things like that of what they want and then because yeah. um, yeah. I'll ask questions and and things like that um 
and then I just kind of go oh well if they want to know that then maybe a whole load of people want to know that and Mm. I've kind of gone from there and that's probably a way of getting over that kind of fear to get started as well is that ask other people what it is what would you like to find out about this subject or me or that kind of thing and um find out what people want to hear about and then you'll be more confident with starting yeah. as well yeah and they say that you know and it's true not, not that I don't know who they are that say it but everyone says it and it's true if you're serving other people do you know if you if you yeah. if you if you're looking to uh support other people you, you forget about yourself you know it gets you out of the picture and you, you don't yeah. get you don't get all that self-consuming bloody doubt and everything else well you do get some but it's you're much more focused on the other person getting it and and, and it's good like you, you say that it didn't start off like that um, there's a lot of people who will procrastinate I don't really know what the outcome is going to be and I don't I've, I need to know exactly where I'm headed you know you know how it's yeah. going to look yeah. and everything else Whereas I always say, just start, just start somewhere and fine tune as you go. And, you, you know, sometimes sometimes you're going to end up completely abandoning something, do you, yes, you know, absolutely. because it's not, it's not right. But you're better off to start and abandon than to never start at all, you know, or to start and to fine tune, you know, and move things around. But and it's the only way to find out exactly where you're going and, you know, I, I you don't just go, oh, I'm going to go to Mongolia and you get on a plane and you go to Mongolia, like you kind of go, oh, actually, I wouldn't mind, oh, now that I'm here, someone's offered me to go down to Tibet, you know, I might go do that, you know. Yes, and, you yes. know, you, well, uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm sort of talking about people who've got freedom. I don't know anybody like that at the moment, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to someone in Tibet. that's so true and speaking of um we're not speaking of covid but speaking of our current situation you know it's um it's a perfect opportunity now to be growing gardens and to you know you know testing all that stuff and absolutely and i mean yeah for the mental health benefits as well as um your health it's your gym outside the door you don't have to go to a gym that it's that constant movement throughout the day you know get up leave your computer you can go out and dig a little bit or you can you know nurture your plants talk to talk to your banana plant whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) well we do (laughs) you know curse the parrots We've got we've got um beautiful little beautiful lavender and the bees have just because the sun's come back out you know we've yeah. we've started to move a little bit into spring weather the um the, the bees have just come back by the dozens you know and oh it's so wonderful we 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 spend hours out there watching the bees you know yes. and and they're yes. so they're so kind these they're, they're actually we've got about five gum trees that have got hives in them and you know wild bees can be can be um quite aggressive if they've got the wrong queen queen well this is what i've heard i'm not a bee expert but this yeah. is what i've been told but uh, but apparently it seems you know our all of our hives are, have got a beautiful queen because they're all really gentle kind bees you know like they it's probably because they're living in <laughs> yeah that's right they're living your animal you're kingdom crazy, yeah crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 so good and we've been propping up you know the lemon tree sort of you know 
took a took a fall and we've been propping that up we've been replanting stuff bulbs and it's it's so joyful you know for your mental health as well you know yes. like you you go out and you see all these new sprouts and stuff and you go out there talking to your plants so that might sound bloody stupid to some people but no. I tell you it's good for you it's yes so going, going out in the green um out in nature it releases serotonin and dopamine yep. and I mean there's actually bacteria that's released through the soil um once it gets on your hands or you're breathing it in it actually releases serotonin so it's very good oh. for your mental health um yeah it's, it's a holistic kind of approach and you're feeding your tummy with seasonal produce that's good for you. Um, you're eating the right food for the right season. It's, there's so many positives of um, getting out and just looking after that space. I mean, people worry about the world and get overwhelmed about all the problems in the world when mm. the thing is you can do whatever you want on whatever patch of land you've got and it doesn't matter how big it is or how mm. small it is. Uh, you could do whatever you want wherever it is that you're standing yeah and I love that you're talking about seasonal food too I've been saying that for years and years and years you know if it's not in season for God's sake don't eat it because there's a reason do you, yeah. the reason things are seasonal and whatever's in season around your area that's yeah. what you that's what you should be eating because that's they're there to nourish you you know and all these um foods that have got preservatives in from you know six months ago and they're they're gassed and preserved and oh you know I, th I think that that's you, you taste something that comes from the super I'm not picking on the supermarkets but from the supermarket no. that you know has been preserved do you, yes. you, you know that because it's not in season and it's gotten it's bloody lifeless and tasteless and it, it actually sometimes they taste a little bit a little bit chemical I think they do you know a little bit yuck and and then you you pick something out of your garden and it's like oh Carrots are a perfect example. We've got little carrots, baby carrots that we pull out. The, the taste is phenomenal. We've got tomatoes. That, we don't even know how it happens. We've got thousands of tomatoes that just come up from nowhere and they are the most bitey, most oh, incredible tomatoes. And then you get one from the supermarket and it's kind of like, yeah, this isn't yeah. a tomato. What is this? <laughs> it's, you can't really beat that freshness and that sweetness from your soil. And, wow. um, yeah, a lot of the supermarket is um, it's not so much down to the growers because I bet it was beautiful the yeah. way that they picked it, yeah, but right. it's how long the supermarkets can store it for. That's really yeah. one of the big things. And um, even if you can't grow a lot of something, if there's farmers around you that are growing a lot of something, um, buy it when it's in season. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, and, so, and there's quite a lot of those little roadside um, veggie huts. Do, yes. You know, like they're, they're around here where yeah. we live. We're really yeah. lucky. We have a lot of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Those little roadside things, and and I mean that's one of the great things too about all those even in cities, those, those city farms that are popping up, and people might wonder why they're there. And things like that well it's really so you can eat the freshest food um so you even if you live in a city grab a you know a, a box from them every month you know those mm. city farms pocket farms all those kinds of places because they're actually growing that seasonal stuff yeah. that is super fresh and that fresh stuff really does make a difference to your 
cellular, you know, to your cellular system. It really does. I know that just sounds funny for some people, but it's actually true. Fresh food actually does feed your cells and yes. it really does help you to heal. So, yes. And well, one of the things I really found out was, um, and I had to be told to eat seasonally too. The naturopath was, I have a garden because I eat what's in season. And she had to explain it all to me. And it was like a penny dropped. So someone had to tell me. And um, I think, yeah, one of the, one of those kind of main things about that is it's, it's just, yeah, it might not be very obvious to people, but mm. also when you're healing, I mean, most of your body regenerates roughly once every three years. So you have all new skin, your organs are all replenished, your hair, your neck, you know, everything, you get a new body every three years. So, mm. I mean, if you work really hard at healing, you will feel that difference. Um, I had absolutely no energy and you could put it down to the fact that I was also having babies <laughs> um, actually for a long time since I was a teenager I lacked a lot of energy and I was always having tummy troubles and trying to figure out what was wrong with me and um, I have so much energy now like mm. living this way 10 years like I, I can wake up early in the morning and I still have energy in the evening yeah. And I think when you've had some something debilitating like that, where all of the energy is drained from you and you're not getting mm. anything from your food nutrient wise and that kind of thing, when you when you have things fixed within your body, you really do feel a lot better. And, you know, you, you, a lot of people talk to you and say, oh, I've just got no energy and I'm this and I'm that. Mm. And maybe it's the caffeine and maybe it's, you know, <laughs> this and that. And I just think I just feel really grateful that I don't feel that way anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's just that. Oh, you're inspiring me to get that bloody veggie gun. <laughs> <laughs> if you need help, call me. <laughs> well, it's a, it's the digging. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the bit we're at. But we've we've had the teenage boy out there digging. He he gives up after half a day and says oh, he's only dug up about a foot square. Says too hard. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, it is really hard. But since we've had a lot of the rain, it's it started to um you know yes. started to soften up a little bit. But anyway, have there been times that you've wanted to give up? Like, have you, have you thought, oh, look, I don't know who's reading this, you know, maybe people are sick of hearing about what I'm doing and have you had that thought? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I've definitely taken breaks from writing as well and um, I've acknowledged the fact that I can't just write something every, you know, every day or you know twice a week or you know so I tend to um I kind of have a pattern but it's not a pattern it's just like something that's happened mm. <laughs> whereas it's every couple of weeks I'll have a blog post and um I do plan my content in advance as well so that I don't so I know roughly what I want to do and when I go to write something I look at the list and whichever kind of title gravitates yeah. towards me I go for that yeah. um and also well while I think that, yeah, there are definitely times when you're like, oh, I don't know if I can keep on going, people will uh, say, oh, you haven't put anything up for a while, or people would say, oh, I really liked your article about this, or I'd like to find out about that, and you know, I guess all that positive feedback kind of gets you back to it, mm -hmm. and gets you back on a roll, but I definitely, like, there are times of the year, especially, like, during summer when I'm harvesting food and preserving food, 
for the rest of the year, I don't have time to do that. So it'll just have to yeah. sit there. But people are still using, still people are still reading it. And yeah. I mean, something that starts with like, you think, oh gosh, I've only got five articles on there. Or, <laughs> you know, But now it's like, I've got 50 articles on there now. And, you know, another year I'll have 60 or 70 or, you yeah. know, like it, it does um, accumulate over time. And that's what yeah. makes the difference, not the, I've got to do this you know yeah all the time yeah yeah it's you know yeah and you're right and I've got I've got in my 70s of podcasts I don't know 70 something I'm up to I don't know and it's kind of like I thought well if I can get through the first 10 it'll keep me going you know and it's it's I don't know 70 something I don't know what it is now but at some but also um you know my blogs you know I go in bits and spurts and I try not to I started to write a few every week and then it was kind of like ah. Oh. and then I got had so much work to do that I was doing other stuff and I thought ah, yeah. oh, damn I've missed a week then I missed the second week and it's like ah, oh well you know and then I'd missed two months and then I went back into it again full on you know once every week and now now I've dropped the ball again you know and I think that sometimes we're going to be a little bit gentle on ourselves. I mean, I know people say consistency and I know that's true. And I do my podcast every single week, you know, that comes up, but it's sometimes it's just kind of like, oh, it's so hard just to, you've had every single day has been flat out and you think, oh God, I've got to write a blog. And then even I'm the same as you, I've got a a whole list of um, topics or ideas but then I still can't get enough energy in the brain you know, to, to yeah, sit there and yeah. to, to, and I keep saying to, to Nikki oh I just need to do one or two paragraphs just get one or two yes. paragraphs up there but I still can't some days I just still can't find it you know it's kind yeah. of like oh my god I got nothing left so and then sometimes like you'll just be at, like I'll just be out in the garden or I'll be you know doing ferrying being the taxi the mum taxi or something and it'll come to me yeah, and um, it'll just be that first paragraph or something, and you've or you've heard something on the radio, and I just grab my notes out from my mobile phone, and I just put in that exact thought, and I just usually that actually helps me, and then when I do have the time to sit down, I can look back on that. So, yeah. gosh, yeah. if I ever lose my mobile phone, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I know I use the um app called Otter O T E R, and it is it's a recording app, but it transcribes whatever you say into words and so oh, nice. sometimes I'll blah 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 you know for 10 minutes and it's it's actually a whole blog so some of my blogs previously you know have been wow. almost written on otter and then I just export it you know uh, to a, a word doc or whatever and then just edit it you know yeah. and it's uh, I, I'm making it sound so easy and people are probably listening going well if it's that easy Kara how come you haven't written some of it yeah, but I mean, when you're probably doing that, you have that feeling or that passion in you yeah. that that you need to get out at that particular time, yeah. or you're going to lose it. It's that inspiration, yeah. and it's the same with creative writing and things like because I write poems and I write songs and music and things like that. Yeah. And if I don't get that straight away and think I'll write it down later, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's gone forever. <laughs> yeah. There's a great saying, um, ink it when you ink it when you think it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> really, really great saying. So I, I love it. Now I'm loving this, right? But now we always make a plan for how we think things are gonna turn out, but they never do, right? Yes. What yes. have been some of the twists and turns along the way for you? Well, I thought that it was really just a platform for 
um, me to put my name out there with business owners and things, um, people all over the world um, to write uh, copy for them and do PR and things like that. But, oh, my gosh, pe some people even just con contacted me through the website. Uh, but one of them was definitely writing for a lifestyle magazine, which is being a features writer, which was amazing. Um, writing for a travel website um, called Rad Season, which was uh, adventure travel. And that was really amazing doing some cultural kind of writing for them. Wow. Uh, I've had some amazing travel experiences. So I go off um, mostly to Ireland, the UK, Northern Ireland, which I've never been before and get to have a look at eco, mm. eco travel and things like that. And even here in Australia as well. Uh, so I've gotten to do those. Um, and yeah, so this, it's been like, I would never have thought that when I started, <laughs> that those would have been some of the things that I would be able to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you get asked up and down to write for other people's websites. And then I gotten to work with some amazing people doing health and alternative kind of writing as well yeah. as that so like yeah it's really like working I have done a lot of corporate stuff I have worked in travel for a long time I worked for a company in Ireland that were a travel company I think I'm lucky that I've had really good mentors mm. that I've had like CEOs and business owners who've been really open about their process of how they build something up and I've seen their failures being a part of a marketing team and just people who are very open with you about the whole process from beginning to end. And they've stayed lifelong friends, some of them as well. And I think that is something that has really helped mm. from me to go <laughs> and do this. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that's true because if people... As I said, you know, like they're pretending to be overnight successes and they're pretending that nothing goes wrong. Yeah, other people don't get to learn from them. You know, other people don't get yes. the benefits of, but when you can be vulnerable and open and say, yeah, look, I've screwed up, you know, this didn't go to plan. It actually helps. It's, it's the best mentoring possible because people start yeah. to think, oh, phew, I can take a bit of pressure off myself. You know, other yeah. people have these hiccups and and maybe I can just be gentle on myself and have a bit of a just have a have a crack at it you know yes. it's, and I love what you're saying about um you know the, 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 these unexpected twists and turns and things that have come of it because it kind of when you when you do write something and people probably need to know this that when you do write something and you write it from knowledge and you write it from your heart you know and you you're really putting out something there that's valuable people do start to see you as an authority do you, you know yeah. and which a well deserved authority and so then you get these other opportunities do you, you know yes. like sometimes People say, yeah, but there's no money in writing a blog and there's no money in doing a podcast and all that. Well, there can be, but, you know, if you just... Yeah. But but it's actually where it leads to because I know yes. that I've got a ton of my work, you know, working with, with teams and with keynoting and all that kind of stuff. That's all come... Oh, no, not all of it, but a lot of it, a lot of my gigs have come from the podcast, you yes. know, and which I, which I don't get paid for. So... Yes. Uh, and I, I definitely don't uh, get paid from my blog. <laughs> No, so I I've think looked at monetizing things, but it is a lot yeah. um, for, I don't think it's a massive return. Like maybe years ago, I've known people that started blogs like a long time ago and yeah. they, they are doing really well, but that's because of the climate they were in when they started their blog so many years yeah. ago. And yeah. now 
the market's a lot more saturated and it's the same with YouTube and things like that they're not it's not paying what it used to pay in the beginning and so like for me um it's definitely to to work with other people or to do some I'm starting to now look at doing creative writing and doing more of that I've been doing it for such a long time I really want to start putting it out there and actually creating some things for myself like books and I'm starting to plan out a book and fantastic I've I've got a non-fiction book which will be about gardening but then I've also got a completely fictional book it's so funny I did this um, amazing like motivational course when I was 19 through my work with a um, guy who wrote a book how to be brilliant Um, and it's so funny like I'm still keeping contact with that as well like as you do but um, I remember way back then doing this motivational two-day course thing and um, it was what what is something you've always wanted to do and I I really wanted to write a romance novel (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I actually have a romance novel well I've probably got like 10 of them in my mind and I do write a lot of poetry which is kind of romantic and (laughs) naturey and stuff like that so I think yeah and of course songs tend to be kind of about love in some way but um yeah so I really want to sort of delve into that creative side of me now as well maybe it's because I'm getting a bit older I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, but that's fantastic. So, yeah, so I'm going to write a gardening book and I'm going to write, write a romance novel. There you go. <laughs> I, think, I think they're both fantastic, but I, I, I really want to see some leprechauns in the gardening book and they're going to be naughty little leprechauns dancing around the I garden. you were going to say leprechauns in the romantic novel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's scary. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yuck no. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> no but they'd be good dancing around the garden though wouldn't they yeah true <laughs> maybe <laughs> i brought some with me under my arm <laughs> yeah. oh that would be that'd be fantastic i think that you know writing a book like i've spoken to so many people lately who who, who uh have got a book either in the works or in their mind, you know, and they're, yeah. they're getting the idea is becoming more and more you know, Real, you know, creeping yeah. in their mind, oh, more and more and more and more. And I, I reckon that's fantastic. And what a, what a wonderful, you'd be fantastic at writing books. You would be. Well, I've definitely always wanted to. So I'll do it. Do oh, it. yeah, absolutely. I'm just, yeah, it's a learning process as well of, you know, it's just another one of kind of these things you've got to learn how to, plan and put it all together and and yeah. um, get it going that way but that's fine and you know I've I've got time to do it I've got all the time in the world <laughs> so <There> you <laughs> lucky you yeah. now, now I'm not going to put pressure on you about um giving people tips on how to write a book right because you're not there yet no. but what, what about um some tips if someone but you have been writing that blog for I think I think you said 10 years been going on that or yeah or, yeah, I've, I've actually been writing for the web in general in general since I was 19. Oh so wow. A long time. So yeah, I yeah. do understand yeah. blogging and writing for the internet very well. Yeah. And writing for the Google machine to make Google happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
and submitting submitting articles to the internet yeah so yeah. no that's a joke from um Shits Creek but anyway <laughs> um what are, what tips have you got you know anyone wanting to start a blog like yeah. because there's so many people out there who, who I've I've heard so many people say you know in my get off the bench workshops and stuff like that people say ah oh, I'd love to write a blog but I don't think anyone's going to listen read read what I've got to say and yeah. you know what tips have you got for anyone who might be thinking about that certainly well um the first one is choose a niche um so kind of the more specific you can be the better and yeah. maybe one of the things I was thinking about this earlier today is that you could really think about is is what's the message you want to send out like who yeah. are the people who are going to be reading this what is it they want to find out so yeah. that would be my first tip um, the next uh, one is choose a platform. So choose um, which web web creator you want to use to create it. And there's many, there's many out yeah. there. And I mean, the one that's right is the one that's easy for you to use. Yeah. So you could try out if the great thing about website builders is you can trial them for free and you can look and see how to create websites with them. And then whichever one appeals to you the most and which one is easier for your brain, because they're all created differently for different people because of how our brains work. Yeah. So whichever one you gravitate towards is the one for you. <laughs> and some, yeah. some are actually, you know, some are better for, you know, Shopify and retail and stuff like that. And others are better for writers. Mm. Uh, so it really, it pays to kind of do your research around that as well. And, and you can Google that, you know, best, oh, yeah. best websites to host a blog yeah. and stuff like that. And, yeah, That's right. There's so that. much information out there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so and not necessarily like the one you ask your friend and they use it and it's the best. Uh, like it might not work for you because you might your brain might be wired a bit differently. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, that is definitely something that's really important. And then what I was saying to you um, about um, planning content and articles in advance. So if you don't have to, and, you know, start by putting one article up and, you know, um, but then, yeah, plan, have, like, just write what the article title might be somewhere and keep a log of that. And then when you go to write, pick which one gravitates towards you and I mean you can save them up you can write them whenever you want and then send them out into the world whenever you want as well so you don't have to be you don't have to write it and then have it out by 5 p.m or <laughs> you know you can actually sit I, I'm a good sub-editor I like to sit with things a while and then tweak it and change it and like oh I don't know if I like that sentence anymore or you know so yeah um, but yeah, I always definitely press publish in the end sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but they would be my tips. And um, yeah, like one of the great things about um, about this too, like that I forgot to mention is I've also done blogging workshops. So like it's, and that's something I didn't think I'd ever do ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so when, yeah, when you're going to start your blog, um it's good to think about those things first and then don't put too much pressure on yourself or overwhelm yourself either. Yeah. Be, be, be kind to yourself. And, yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of the biggest things, isn't it? You know, we're, we're always trying to be perfect. Always. I know. <laughs> yeah. well, well, what about some um, gardening tips? You know, it's like people want to start, uh, you know, growing their own produce. What are, what, are, what are like a few little tips to just get yeah. just 
get started even if it's only some tomato plants even if it's only something small just to get it started well my biggest first tip and i it doesn't matter where you live if you live in an apartment building with a patio you have 200 square meters or you have a big farm or whatever it is um i'd say start by growing flavor and growing flavor is stuff that enhances your food so like herbs that Mm. was a really good place to start or spring onions um So I go herbs, spring onions, lettuce, because uh, lettuce is one of those things too that it actually costs quite a lot when you're buying them in those bags in the supermarket. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's, you can grow it all year round here anyway. Um, it grows in fairly cool climates and spring onions are the same. And then your herbs, um, your basic herbs, you know, pars- grow a bit of parsley, yeah. um, rosemary, things like that. And you will always have something to enhance your dinner. And that's a really good way to start because it really motivates you to grow more things. Mm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so lettuce is better and cheaper for you. And then the next ones, um, I guess it's really good if you have kids because they get really curious about it. But um, radishes, kales, rocket and peas, they're really good kind of beginner beginner produce produce to get you going um radishes are really gratifying because they're ready in three weeks <laughs> oh really <laughs> wow so that's one for you karen and if you yes them, if you let them grow because i actually let if i have leftover radishes that i don't eat um i actually let them grow because they have beautiful flowers and the bees love them yeah. um, and you can also actually grow the radish pods and use them as a pepper substitute so Oh. Yeah, there's lots of interesting things you can do with them. But uh, radish is a really good one um, to get you going. And then kale is really good because it's like a cabbage, yeah. but you can keep picking from it like you do a lettuce yeah. and peas. Yeah. Who doesn't love a lovely sweet peas? Oh, yes. But if you have kids, you'll never have enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I'd say, you know, start kind of modestly and, and get going. And even if you have only one bed, Karen, um, that's a really good place to start and but grow tomatoes for summer yeah well our our tomatoes they're great tips our tomatoes are just sort of uh, sprinkled all over the bloody place (laughs) yeah we do yeah we do and but no i'm talking about we've got a big a big garden patch to build but we do actually have a garden bed we've got i tell you now you you we've got kale carrots spring onion celery uh strawberries and uh yeah, something else in there. I like, can't. Oh, peas, peas. Yeah, and but the peas You're are all finished. Started, then. You're already we have your already, way. and and we've got just about everything you said on that little list. And it's the kale. The the we we just pick it, you know. As yeah. but the dog and the dog. Every time we come outside, he runs over to the little veggie gun, sits there and waits for his kale leaf. I don't know. He just he loves oh. kale. Some <laughs> breeds of dogs just really love veggies. They really do. And carrots and apples and yeah, things he like does. that. And I think that's wonderful. Oh, so do I. He loves citrus as well. He, he, as, soon as, as soon as he does, as soon as you peel his buddy orange <laughs> or anything, he runs over and he just starts drawing. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Oh, wow. He, he loves it. But anyway, uh, Emma, I have loved this. I've absolutely loved this. I reckon this has been fantastic. And you've been, you're so inspiring because, you know, there's there's people who 
who might think, oh, gardening's not much fun, you know, oh, I'm going to write a blog, but no one's going to listen to me, you know, and all this stuff. And you've just really brought it to life. Like you've just Aww. you've just put this energy, no, you have, it's this energy into home gardening and the whole, you know, I've only got a, I've only got a house blog, but it's full of gardens and I love writing and I love sharing things and there's recipes and it's in-season food and food brings all this health to you. And it's actually really, if someone listens to this and then they're not in inspired I don't know why not because you know like it's everything's everything's making me feel like oh shit I just I can't today I've got so much on but I actually just want to get out of the garden and dig a few more holes but um I just I love this and we've been talking about a lot more uh, fruit trees and you know uh, citrus trees and stuff like that and damn it this weekend I'm going to go buddy put them in because you've you've you have you've 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 made it all come to life and I I just find that so inspiring and you know, there's so much genuineness about you and so much sort of earthiness, and that's a compliment. You know, that you, you, you just got this natural, natural beauty and natural vibe and natural energy that just is, I don't know, I, I find it truly inspiring and, you know, you just make me want to be in there. You make me smell it and taste it and feel it, and that's a quality that not a lot of people have, and I think that that's that's. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Karen. And thank you so much for having me because it's been... No, I haven't finished yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to ask you the big question. Oh, what's the big question? Before you start thanking me so much, you have to do that at the very end, but I'm going to ask you this question. Because this podcast, I ask everybody, sometimes I think, oh, shit, I don't know if everyone wants to hear this question. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. The, the podcast, Get Off the Bench, you know, it's to inspire people to take action, right? Yes. So we've got to get your advice. What advice would you give to somebody who is passionate about something and really wants to share what they know but feels this is the kicker, feels their voice isn't important enough? Well, we kind of, we have a saying here in our house, say yes to life. (laughs) So um, I would say, say, say um, yes to the gut feeling that's inside you, that kind of passion, that need to get it out and say yes to that feeling. Say no to that like negative (laughs) in your head because that's just biology. (laughs) And um, yeah, if you have a passion for something and you have that kind of need, and you can feel it kind of bubbling away inside you. Say yes to that. That would be my advice. And I mean, what's the worst that can happen from starting a blog? Let's say, well, no one will read it, but you know, you've written it for yourself. And if you're happy with it, then that's good enough. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the odds are people, other people will like it too. <laughs> I, they say, yeah, and that's so true. If, if, if you need it, someone else will need it. And yeah. that's all there is to it. So Oh, I love that. Say yes to life. So that's the whole essence of you, isn't it? To say yes, to say yes and get going. Oh, I've I've absolutely loved this. Now, where can people find you? Yeah, they can find uh, me on my blog, uh, reddirtroad.life. And um, on Instagram is uh, reddirtroadlife as well. And uh, you have... I have Twitter and LinkedIn as well, but to be honest, I'm mostly on Instagram because <laughs> I'm mostly out in the garden. But um, yeah, so, oh gosh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I Thank know. You so, I feel so honoured to be on your podcast because you're a very inspiring person too, Karen. And oh, um, I've loved every minute of it. You make it so enjoyable. <laughs> 
Yeah, people say that, yeah. Oh, it's just been amazing. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. And I'm going to stick all that stuff in the show notes so people can reach out and start following you because I think they should because I just think you're, you, you're just a bloody a fantastic human being you know and I'm just I'm so proud to know you and I'm you know so proud that you've come on to this podcast and shared you know just just put some earthiness into something you know and I I think that's that's a huge compliment that that really is it's just people need to get back into the earth and who they truly are you know and start to really get our feet back on the ground and we've been we've been inundated by I don't know, we've been dragged through the ringer, you know, with yes. COVID and with all the news and everything else. And I think we just, we've got to get out into nature and we've got to get our feet dirty and our hands dirty yeah. and just remember who we are. And I really hope this episode is, you know, going to inspire people to get back out there and just dig in the dirt a little bit, you know, yeah. and read your blog and just get some inspiration back and remember who we are as human beings. Yes, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think we don't really have to go all that far to make a difference in our lives. We can just walk outside our back door or our front door and have a wander around and you'll start to notice the things that are happening, you know, right outside your door that you have control over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and that's an important thing, isn't it? Yeah. When we feel we have very little control right yes. now, you know, it's important to create things around you that you can control. That's just right. To- Yes. Stop the chaos. Yeah. For a positive end to a positive yes. end. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, that that well, let's call it quits so that you can um get back to your digging in the garden, and I'm going to get onto my bloody life, and and uh, I'm going to keep dreaming out that window and looking at that veggie patch. But um, thank you so 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 very much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. No worries. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Well, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. See ya. Oh, guys, that was fantastic. I'm really damn inspired now to get out and do that other veggie garden that I've been talking about and plant some more trees. I really hope that's, you know, given you a bit of a push to you know, I don't know, start a veggie garden, plant some more trees, get some fruit trees out there or citrus trees or, you know, just start digging in the dirt because I really think, you know, like I said in the end, we've become that, uh, you know, I guess drawn into our phones and drawn into the news and drawn into what's happening around the world. You know, it's we, I think we've forgotten about how, what, what we can control and how important it is to, you know, get get our feet grounded again and get back into the earth. So I really hope it's inspired you. But also if you want to write a blog or, you know, if you want to do something like that, um, just start, really just start because the world needs to hear what you've got to say. And if, as Emma said, you know, if there's, if, if you need it, there's not a doubt in the world that someone else will need it. So just back yourself and get going. And I really hope that's been an inspirational episode because it certainly inspired me to, you know, get moving and, uh, you know, start eating some, start eating a little bit better. I think I ate well, okay, already, but um, who knows? We can always do better, can't we? Anyway, that's it for me. Thank you very much for joining me again. As 
the same as every week. You're just absolutely amazing. I wouldn't do this podcast if I didn't have people listening. Well, maybe I would, but anyway, it's far more enjoyable with you there. So I will uh, sign off and I'll catch you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.